The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sports Prep Live, Sports Prep Live. where we unbox the mic and talk excellence in athletics. Welcome back to Sports Prep Live. I'm your host, Graydon Prescott. We got a lot to talk about today. A uh, quick preview of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, Bishop Gorman, recap of their state championship. There's been some trash talk between one of the top high school programs in the country. We'll get to that. And Bronny James has been cleared to practice for USC. We got a lot to talk about today. It'll be very interesting uh i'd like to welcome back kb to the show kb how are you i'm good i'm good ready to roll all right sounds good so let's dive right into it we're gonna start last time we were here we left off uh with uh a little preview of bishop gorman versus liberty and i said i think we'll know what we're talking about uh the next time that we're here and i was right you made a prediction yes i did i predicted that the score of that game would be bishop gorman 56 liberty 12 and the actual final score was... Drum roll, please. Bishop Gorman, 56, Liberty, 11. Yes. Yeah, I was I was one point off. Good job. Thank you. Uh, I, w- I impressed myself a little bit. So was that a stab in the dark, or was that research and knowing the offense and defenses of both teams? Okay, so here, here's how I came to that prediction. Sure. So I went on to Max Preps, and I looked at all the scores for Liberty. And at the time, Liberty only had two losses, I believe. I think they were 10-2 and two going into the state championship game. But when they played Gorman the first time, it was 49-6. to six. Okay. Um, so I figure, well, Gorman has been putting up over 50 points per game for quite a while. And that game where they scored 49 against Liberty was early in the season. And, of course, it's the state championship game, so they're going to want to prove a point. Right. Um, so I, I thought initially Gorman would get above 50. Right. Okay. And then a reasonable number because it's a um, factor or seven factors into 56. Mm-hmm. You get eight touchdowns, 56 points. So I thought, well, Gorman, 56 sounds realistic. I don't think Liberty can stop them. So I figure, okay, I think they'll get around eight touchdowns with extra points. That's 56. So there was a method to right. the madness. It wasn't a stab in the dark. And then Liberty, I thought. By the end of the game, Gorman will probably have their second string in. Maybe Liberty can pop off a touchdown here and there and maybe get a field goal, which they opened the game with. They started out 3-0. to zero. They did. They started out really well. Scored um, the first three points of the game. Yeah. They shouldn't have, but they did. Right. Um, so, yeah. I figured they'd get a field goal here and there, maybe a touchdown. And I just thought that 12 sounded like a number that, you know, that's pretty realistic. Um, but... 11 was what we ended up with. That was a very good job, yes. And I'm here to say that Graydon did actually predict that beforehand. Or maybe we don't call it a prediction. Uh, That was your analysis. Yeah, estimation. Uh, Right. And, you know, to call 56-12 and the score end up being 56 to 11, that is really impressive. And you were there. You you watched the game. Yes, I was. You watched this unfold. Yes. So since you were there... And you talked about heading over to the show or to the, the game uh, in our last show. Tell us about it. What were your takeaways from the Liberty Bishop Gorman game? Um, 
Obviously, Bishop Gorman comes out with the win. They win the state championship uh, in their division. Um, what were your takeaways from the game? Uh, well, first of all, I thought Gorman's defense was extremely impressive, and I liked what I saw from them, especially someone that we've had on this show. Yes, um, yes. Keetron Harris. Uh, I don't know the exact stats from the game, but if you watch the replay from that game, Keetron made a huge impact. He made a lot of big tackles. He pressured the quarterback. Um, he saved a lot of first down or potential first downs for right, Liberty. Right. Um, Keetron was all over the place. He made a lot of big plays. Um, so I was really, um, I was really happy to see that, especially since it was someone that I've had on Keetron the show. Keetron is like, a beast. Shout out to Keetron. Man. Yeah, Keetron is a beast. Um, it broke through on Twitter. Like the people, people were impressed. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was seeing you know in real time at that time people talking about what Keetron was doing. On defense, I mean, he dominated the Liberty offense. Yes, he did. Um, so again, shout out to to Keetron Harris. Uh, check him out uh, on Twitter. He's he's big time. So uh, good job, Keetron. Yep. And then another takeaway from the game was uh, Gorman's offense. Uh, they looked absolutely unstoppable. Michael, Micah, Alahado. Micah, yes, yeah, Micah Alahado, um, quarterback, QB one. Uh, he he's really good. He's a problem, and there's a reason that people are calling him the best quarterback in the nation at this point. Right. He's leading the number one offense in the nation as well, and they really showed why they are the number one offense in the nation and the number one team in the nation. Um, Which gets us to a little bit of controversy. Controversy. Yes. So um, Bishop Gorman is and has been for the last couple of months uh, the number one team high school Football, high, school, high school football team in the nation. That's right. And they played a team that at that time, um, the number one team also played. Um, and I believe that was John Bosco at, at the time. It, they both played Centennial. Mm-hmm. And um, Bishop, modern, Bishop... Modern day. They both played... Modern day was the, team, the number one team to start the season. And Oh, I thought it was John Bosco. Okay, so... Yeah. It was Mater Day. That that makes it even more relevant because yes. Yes, this does. is where um, some of the comments were coming from. So Mater Day was the number one team, and they played Centennial, um, and Bishop Gorman played Centennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mater Day uh, defeated Centennial, but only by a couple of touchdowns. Um, just as you were talking about your analysis a little bit uh, earlier in the show, Bishop Gorman came in and put down the hammer. Um, scored over 50, uh, beat them by four or five touchdowns. I mean, it was a drubbing. And Mater Day um, recently had their Division uh, Five uh, high school football game, and they won state. So after they won, um, take us through what transpired with Coach Frank McManus, because um, he was talking <laughs> greasy, yeah. About um, they still feel like they are the best team in the nation. And a lot of us out there beg to differ. I mean, facts are facts. Yep. So what happened was um, modern day earlier in the season, they opened at one. The number one team. Okay. And uh, St. John Bosco, the defending national champions, they opened the year at nine. Okay. And they felt quite disrespected That's by correct. That. That's correct. Um, so Bosco played modern day. This was when Gorman was number two, Modern Day was number one, Bosco was nine. Um, and Bosco beat Modern Day 28 to zero. 
Modern day fell. Modern day fell in the rankings. Bosco moved up to three or four, and Gorman moved up to one. That was in September, early October. Since then, Gorman has been the number one team, and they haven't really been touched. Modern day has been floating around the four, five range, and Bosco's been in that three range. In this California State Championship game, it was Modern Day and Bosco again. But this time, Modern Day beat Bosco 35-7. to Okay. So they got a 28-point win got against the team that beat them by 28. And after the game, um, Coach Frank McManus, and I have this pulled up, he said, quote, We will lace them up in the middle of Bristol and take on anyone. By that, he was obviously referring Shots fired. to Bishop Gorman, right. the number one team in the country. Modern day, I think, is now ranked number two. Okay. They're back to two. Gorman is still one. Okay. Um, and yeah, that, that's what transpired. He was calling his shot at Gorman. But from what I've seen, I don't think modern day can beat this Gorman team. This is a modern day team that did get shut out earlier in the season. And Gorman hasn't been held to below 39 points all year. And they're undefeated. They are undefeated. They are putting on offense and defense yep. every single game. And here's here's what I didn't like about uh, those comments from Coach McManus. He knows, having been there, because he's not there now, he knows how difficult it is to become the number one high school team in the nation. Right. In any sport, let alone football. And so for him to make those comments, I'm sure they were hyped up after winning um, their state championship. There probably uh, was a little bit of uncertainty there since they were playing Bosco. But they came out, they handled their business, and they won the state championship. Kudos to them, just as Bishop Gorman did the week before them uh, in the state of Nevada. Um, So he knows how difficult it is to corral the troops, get everyone on the same page, offense working in unison, defense working in unison, and put together a real strong season and have a chance to compete for the top spot in a sport uh, in the country. And so for him to come out after the fact and make those comments, I thought was a little disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Um, We are where we are. It is not Bishop Gorman's fault that he wasn't on point or his team wasn't on point the first time that they played uh, Bosco. That is a strong loss um, to be shut out, to be defeated by 28 points and and say that you're the number one team. That should not happen to a number one team. Let's say you get defeated. Okay, but it shouldn't be by 28 points. Granted, they got their revenge, but it shouldn't happen. That hasn't happened to Bishop Gorman. Bishop Gorman has been impressive all year. I know it probably doesn't bother them, but I think it it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because McManus has been there. He knows what it takes um, to to reach you know that that king of the mountain threshold. And so I felt like he was throwing a little bit of shade at Bishop Gorman Bishop Gorman's way. Uh, But Bishop Gorman is the king of the hill. Um, And another thing that I, I do take on bridge at is there was a kind of a media poll that came out. Um, so really it's just people's opinion, right? Right. And I don't know if there was a little bit of favoritism there or it's a little bit of, of, of legacy voting. In that poll, Mater Day came out ahead of Bishop Gorman uh, for number one in the poll, and then Bishop had dropped to two. But that wasn't really a coach's poll. It's just reporters, media guys, and gals coming together and saying, hey, this is who we think 
is number one. So I don't give a lot of credence to a poll like that. Yeah. Where, where it matters, Bishop Gorman is the number one team in the nation, and I think by a country mile. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's – if you're going to be the number one team in the nation, if you lose a game, that's one thing. But at least make it close. Right. Um, if they would have lost that game – 28 to 24 or 28 to 21, a full touchdown. They wouldn't have fallen as dramatically as they correct, did. Correct, correct. But they lost 28 to 0. You can't lose 28 to 0 and then come back later in the season and claim that you're the number one team in the country, even if um, you defeat the team that beat you by 28. Right, right. They did beat them 35 to 7. But you still you have that, that loss. But you still have that loss, okay. and it's still there. Gorman also played a team... Um, ranked higher than them, Miami Central. Miami was um, not ranked higher than Gorman, but ranked higher than Bosco, Bosco was. Yes, um, Miami was number six, I believe, when they played Gorman. And it was a close game. It was a great game. It was a game to remember, but Gorman came out on top, 39-35. Right. Yeah. That's how you should perform against top teams. Right. If, and even if Gorman had lost that game, say it was the other way around, 35-39 to 39 in favor of Miami, Gorman wouldn't have fallen down very far in the rankings. That's a top 10 team, and you made the game close. It was less than a touchdown. Right. If you're going to lose by 28, that's where the argument for being the top team in the country starts to lose its traction. And that's why I, I think people are starting to take umbrage at the fact that he is calling his team the best team in the country. Because in reality, if you're going to lose like that, you cannot call yourself the best team Talk in the country. Talk is cheap. It is. Talk is cheap. It um, is, absolutely. We, we all know, and, and again, shout out to the uh, you know Coach Browner, the whole Bishop Gorman program. Um, they were doing the darn thing the entire year. Offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball, just an impressive roster. Um, for those of you who, out th- who are out there who are unfamiliar with them, check them out on YouTube. Uh, Bishop Gorman is the real deal. And that's no disrespect to Mater Day. They're an outstanding football program, but they are not the number one team in the nation. Not not right now. No, they're not. Correct. Uh, we can flash back to last year, too, with this. Um, Mater Day faced Gorman at Gorman, um, and that was a game that I attended, and I believe you were there as yeah, well. Yes. Gorman was not ranked as high as they are right now. Their team was not as good, and they still almost beat Mater Dei. Right. And they should have won that game. Yeah, they should. They have. were up by fourteen points in the fourth quarter, and everything that possibly could go wrong for them went wrong, and everything went right for Mater Dei. But that was a game that Gorman just let slip through their fingers. And I think coming into this year, they had that in mind. Did they lose by three? Was that it? Was twenty-one to twenty-four? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do recall that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and that's a strong showing against the nation's number one team. Yes, and Modern Day was number one yeah, at, that, at time. that time. And Gorman was four or five, um, and it was a three-point game. Even if Modern Day had lost that game as the number one team in the country, they would not have their rec, their ra- um, ranking would not have cascaded they, as it did have yeah. um, against Bosco this year. So um, this year, Modern Day, your great program. Um, great coaching staff, great players, but you are not the best yeah. in the country. Coach McManus, fall back. Fall yep. back. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> Show some respect. Not this year. <laughs> Transitioning um, from Gorman, uh, another thing in the news recently um, in high school sports specifically is um, in high school basketball, we have a couple of dramatic upsets in high school basketball right, recently. Right. Most notably... Um, Wasatch Academy out of Utah 
played against Columbus, uh, Christopher Columbus High School in Miami, Florida. Right. And we've talked about Columbus. We've talked about um, the Boozer twins, Jace Richardson, and um, a friend of mine that we had on the very first episode of the show, Jackson Richardson, is on Columbus. And they were all, each of those teams were at uh, Border League uh, mm -hmm. that, that played here in Las Vegas. Yes, they uh, were. Last month. And um, Columbus at home, um, home crowd, came up against Wasatch, who was ranked eighth in the country. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're no slouch. Uh, but Columbus was one, and Wasatch came out of that game with a two-point victory, 75 to 73. Um, Cameron Boozer had 26 points. Jace Richardson had 17 and um, it was a balanced game on the Wasatch side. I believe Mobley, uh, John Mobley Jr. had 17. Junior. Yep. Um, Isaiah Hartwell had 15 or 16. And they had a lot of those players. So Wasatch came out with that victory. Do you think Columbus has to worry? Or do you think it's just a bump in the road and they will be able to recover? That is a great question. Um Going forward, you know, we're in Las Vegas, so I'll say this. If I were putting money on a game, I will not be, but if I were putting money on, you know, if they played a series of games or they played a seven-game series, uh, I am going to expect that Columbus is going to come out on top. Right. Um, Wasatch is a great program. Uh, Juni uh, is a great player. You know, he's got Chris Newley there along with him. Um, you know, those guys are really talented. Um, but for my money... Columbus is on another level. Um, not not to mention not just the the Boozer twins, but as you mentioned, you know the uh, Richardson twins and or, or Richardson brothers and, and Jackson and Jace and um, they've they've got some really talented people uh, on that team. And so I would expect out of a seven game series, sure, Wasatch may win, you know, two or three games. Um, but if it's if it's going to go, you know, the full series, I, I would imagine that. You know, uh, uh, Columbus is going to come out on top of that. And, you know, in fact, let me take that back. I don't even know that it would go seven. Yeah. You know, I expect Wasatch would win two or three of those games. They are talented. But it happens. You 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 lose from time to time. Shots aren't falling. Um, you know, players being injured. Players not on the same page. Um, all those things happen, even at the highest level um, in any given sport. So it's not surprising to me that they got defeated by another top team in the nation, mm -hmm. you know, top 10 team in the nation. Um, but I wouldn't expect that that's going to turn into, you know, any sort of pattern going forward if they were to play, you know, again over the next, over this season, they play another two or three times. Yeah. Um, a team that is also ranked very high in the rankings out of Florida is Montverde. They also played Wasatch, and that game was not particularly close. Uh, Montverde won that game going away. Now that team does have three Cooper Flag, three five-star recruits. Yeah. Um, they got this guy committed to Duke named Cooper Flag, who we've talked about a little right, bit. He's right. he's pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, Montverde. They're right now looking absolutely unbeatable. The questions are starting to come up if they're the best high school basketball team of all time. Um, Asa Newell, um, Liam McNeely, Robert Wright. Cooper Flag, this, this team is stacked. Do you think there's anybody in the country who can beat them? I was surprised moments ago when you said Columbus is the number one team. So I so, would have thought that would have been. So here's Montverde. the thing. So here's the thing. Yes. There's, there's two or three rankings. There's the, uh, you have the um, USA Today rankings. Right. 
you have the um, max preps rankings. Okay. And then I think there's like an AP ranking. In the max preps ranking, um, Columbus is number one. And I think everywhere else, Montverde is number one and Columbus is two okay, okay. or three. That makes sense. And then there's another team called Link Academy um, who has perennially been number two in the country. Okay. And they are also putting it on teams um, right now, winning by an average margin over 25 points. Um, but I think in the big rankings, Montverde has been number one. I don't even think they're ranked on max preps. I don't know why. That might be an error. Sure. But um, – yeah, Mont- Montverde isn't on the max preps 25 at the moment, I don't think. Okay. So if they were, they'd probably be one. But um, that's why Columbus is, quote unquote, number one in the country. Yeah, I'm not from going the max to. Preps ranking. For, for me, they're the number one team in the, in the nation. Montverde. Mont- Montverde. Yeah. Having seen Cooper Flag play, uh, th- this kid is a problem. He is. Um, he is unbelievably talented, and I have seen a lot of basketball. And he is on another level. Yeah. So I'm not going to bet against any team. And as you said, there are you know three or four other five star players. Yeah. Uh, on this team, so uh, I'm not going to bet against them, um, against any team that they're facing in the nation. And I am really impressed with Columbus, and they battled hard uh, when they were here in the Border League. And I expect that the, the games that they have coming against one another this season. Uh, yeah. Those are going to be hard fought battles, but. Um, I'm I'm going to take Montverde um, by a hair on those games because they are they are just hyper talented. Yeah, they play each other. Columbus and Montverde they play each other in a couple of weeks, um, and then of course the border league game we saw that it was I think a six or eight point game. Right, right. It was a great game. Um, Montverde jumped on early. Columbus got it to three. Montverde kind of pulled away at the end. Yeah, um, but it was a great game. Um, this is Greg and Prescott. We're here on Sports Prep Live, 91.5 KUNV HD2 Radio. I'm here with my man, KB. We're talking it up on high school sports and some college athletics as well. Um, speaking of college athletics, yes. USC's Big news. Bronny James has been cleared to practice. This is obviously huge news in the sports world, right, right. considering what happened to him over the summer. Um, it's a relief for everyone in the sports community sure. here. Um, I'm happy he's back. Everybody's happy he's back. Um, do you think that it's well timed? You think I, I think he'll be all right, right? Um, but do you, do you think they should hold him out for a little bit longer just to I, be sure? I he's, think he's that okay? they've done. You know, we talked about this earlier um, in the season um, of our of of, of the show, yeah. and um, you know, I think that he's got an amazing team around him. He does, um, and that. Obviously, the health professionals, but his his father as well. Um, you know, everyone there. He's getting the best care, and I think they've really taken their time to make sure that they brought him along at a pace that the medical professionals were comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So he is cleared, but he's just cleared to practice right now, and that's going to be light practice until they they've seen. Hey, he does really have his wheels under him. Um, obviously, he's got to you know slowly get back into game shape. Um, I know he's been working out. You know, sometimes with the team, uh, away from the team, and when I say working out, I don't necessarily mean basketball stuff. I just mean, you know, cardio stuff, um, you know, weights and things, staying in shape. Uh, but I do think that they've done a really good job um, being patient, taking their time. USC is a really talented team, so they, he didn't need to rush back. Um, he will be back on the basketball court soon. 
But yes, I think that they did exactly the right thing. And it is probably a case study in how you come back from an injury of that nature. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they've been ju- very judicious. Okay. Um, obviously, great to have him back on the court. Yeah. Good yes. to know he's okay. Um, are they doing the non-contact just practice Correct. right now? Okay. Correct. So he's back now. Light, light, light practice routine. Yeah. So that's good to hear. Um, excited to see him back on the court. And uh, I think he's he's got a bright future ahead of him just as long as they make sure he's all right. Yeah, just as long as his ticker is good. Um, a fellow USC Trojan, Juju Watkins. Man. So Juju what? Watkins is six games into the season. Right. There's Freshman. A, there, there's a record that stood for over three decades at USC. And that record is Lisa Leslie's um, 30-point games as a freshman. She had the record, I think, with three or four mm-hmm. 30-point games as a freshman. And that record hasn't been touched. Juju broke it in six games. Juju is, again, USC, phenomenal. Absolutely. I, I mean, to watch her play, and she has um, you know, an energy about her where she knows this is my house. Yeah. And and I don't only mean when she's playing a home game at USC. Yeah. When she is when she, on the, the basketball. The basketball court is yes, her house. This is my house. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait um, for an opportunity to see her play uh, live and in person. Yeah. Uh, Juju is just as real as it gets. She is hyper impressive as a basketball player. She has to be, along with, you know, Caitlin Clark. Um, and there's a couple of uh, 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 rivers out of uh, North Carolina State. Um, there's there's a few other people or players there that are vying for um, that Wooden Award or that AP, you know, uh, College Player of the Year. Uh, Juju is right up there. Yeah. And, and I mean, if if Caitlin is one, Juju is one A. And I'm not even sure that Juju is not one. She is just unbelievable. Yeah, you know I'm a big fan of Caitlin. She's playing out of her mind. But Juju is fantastic. So I would encourage anybody, um, especially being, you know, in the conference that we're in here uh, in, in Vegas and out on the West Coast, if you get a chance to see, and she was here she you was, know, just a yeah. few weeks ago. Yep. Uh, you get a chance to see Juju Watkins, Juju Watkins play please do not deny yourself that yeah. pleasure. She's phenomenal. It's incredible. And her team started out the rankings about where they were expected uh, low 20s. Now they, um, USC as a program, highest they've been in 20 years. Yeah, I think they're they, number, they're number six, six, the, six right yeah, now. Number six. Uh-huh. And I don't see that ranking going it's going to continue down. to go up. I think right, it's going right. up. Juju is phenomenal. She's efficient. She can score the ball from all three levels. She's as good of a player as I've seen in college. Um, aside from Caitlin, she's as good of a player as I've ever seen. And, and then a little bit of gossip, you know. Um, we spoke about this a little bit last week. Angel Reese is back yeah, on the yes basketball court. Yes, we don't is. have to belabor the point, so it'll be interesting because Coach Mulkey has really not talked about why she's been away from the team mm-hmm. uh, for four games. But she's back, and she's coming, and they've won all four of those games. She's back. She's back, and she's coming into a tough one. Yeah, like Vir- she is. Virginia I, Tech. I want to see how they do in this game. Yes. I would have been really interested to see how they do without her, but she's back. They'll be at full strength. Um, so I'm excited to see how this game goes. They, Virginia Tech's a great They better team. win. They, yeah, <laughs> they, they better. They better win. Do you know where the game is? I'm not sure where the game is. I, I can know. I can check that right now. But, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, a good one because Virginia Tech gave Iowa a run for their it, money it earlier might in be, the season. You know, Kenny Brooks down there has yep. that team playing so on it, all cylinders. It's tonight at 7, and the game is in um, L- at LSU. Okay, so, okay. They'll so be they, at home. They have a little bit of an edge. Yes, but 
Don't sleep on Virginia Tech. Right, they right. got, they Look got out some for ballers it. over there. Look out for it. That'll be a great game. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of Sports Prep Live. It's been a great one. Thank you, KB, for coming on once again. My pleasure. Always I a pleasure. I appreciate it. Um, you can check out the rest of the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, everybody, have a great day, and we'll see you on the next episode of Sports Prep Live. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sports Prep Live. I'm Graydon Prescott, and don't forget to catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Sports Prep Live. Thank you. Yeah.